Kentucky's attendance at a film show was right at the dawn of cinema. Auguste Marie Louis Nicolas Lumiere, eighteen sixty two to nineteen fifty four, and Louis Jean Lumiere, eighteen sixty four to nineteen forty eight, patented a combined camera projector in february eighteen ninety five and started showing short films in March. The medium had a long prehistory. Magic lanterns had been used for entertainment and education but the fact that these were usually developed on glass plates limited the possibilities for a projection speed rapid enough to give the illusion of movement. Edward Maybridge had taken pictures of a horse in movement which could be strung together to show a brief sequence, and devices such as the zoetrope and the kinetoscope used principles akin to flicker books and optical illusions to show but not project movement. Thomas Edison, Louis Le Prince, William Freeze Green and Wordsworth Dunnisthorpe were among those trying to crack the problem, and Dunnisthorpe may have used a newly developed celluloid film stock to film Trafalgar Square as early as 1890. According to Stephen Herbert, Dunnisthorpe, a libertarian, had anti-socialist views, and Trafalgar Square was a frequent point of civil protest. It is possible he wanted to use the film as part of a political lecture. It is clear that the technology of film was an idea whose time had come. What was less clear, for Gorky at least, was what it was for. According to Tom Gunning, cinema up to about 1904 was a series of fairground attractions and spectacles. A man drinking a pint of beer, a wall being demolished, and even Gorky's train arriving at a station. The films could be shown in reverse. A man spitting out a pint of beer, a wall being restored, a train reversing out of a station. On the one hand, film might be a depiction of reality, such as the films that Lumiere made in the streets around their workshops. On the other hand, film might attempt to create its own reality, as seen in the tick films made by the French magician Georges Méliès. The distinction in film between art and reality, to some extent a false one, is a continuing thread in the debate about the nature and aesthetics of film as film. Hugo Munsterberg, 1863-1916 Across in America, the Danzig-born Hugo Munsterberg was starting work as a professor at Harvard. His background was in psychology, with a particular interest in the perception of time and space, as well as reaction times, and the concept of the persistence of vision. He had studied with a number of academics who were developing what became known as Gestalt Psychology. The idea that the mind locates patterns in the colors, smells, tastes, sounds, and feelings it perceives, and organizes the individual's sense of the world. Munsterberg's books on psychology made him one of the best-known academics in the United States, although his nationalistic support for German culture and his criticism of American society began to turn public opinion against him, especially after the outbreak of the First World War. So it was that in 1914 he saw his first film, Neptune's Daughter. Having previously thought that it was not fitting for a respected professor to indulge in such a common activity as going to the movies, he gave himself wholeheartedly to the phenomenon, interviewing industry figures, visiting film studios, and even trying to make his own examples. The result of his researches was an article for Cosmopolitan, and the book the Photoplay, a Psychological Study, published just six months before he died in 1916. However, the book went out of print and was largely forgotten until 1970. Munsterberg 
compared film to theater and noted that film stood a greater distance from physical reality than a play did and thus was closer to the mental processes of the individual. The drawbacks of early film, lack of sound, lack of color, aside from tinting processes, kept the depiction in a realm of fantasy rather than being accepted as real. The dumb show performances meant that the essence of emotions had to be communicated without words to the audience. He was also interested in the way that film could distort space and time. On the one hand, the medium was literally two-dimensional, with flat images projected onto a flat screen, but on the other, there was an illusion of space. Not only that, but the film could take the viewer to a limitless number of locations. More importantly, flashbacks, flash-forwards, dreams, and memories could represent the non-linear nature of our thoughts. In Darren Aronofsky's Pi, 1997, the main character Max's descent into main...